0: You're listening to Side Hustles and Turnbuckles, a Potshack Studio Fort Worth production. Here's your host, Knuckles, Poppy, and Mike Dub Dub. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Side Hustles and Turnbuckles. I'm Knuckles.
1: I'm Mike Dub Dub.
0: Poppy. holding with us all the way from, where you calling from today, Hawks. Well,
2: actually, I am driving. I been out to Whitney, Texas this weekend on a family getaway, and we had a uh, tragedy in our family, so we all were together this weekend. So I, we are going through the hill country back to Casterville, Texas. Okay. We're how, on the road.
0: How far is that from Fort Worth and Dallas? Uh,
2: about four. So Casterville is four and a half hours from Fort Worth.
0: And about, if you
2: go down to San Antonio and head west, it's about 10 minutes west
0: of San Antonio. Oh Wow. So you're closer to them. Yeah. Not well, too far out. Well, we was going to ask you, how you got started in this business, 61-year-old outlaw that you are? Well, it's, it's a long story, and if we got time, I'll, I'll try to make it as brief as possible. It's a 30-minute show.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, I need 29. How about that? Go ahead. We have, uh, well... When I started being a wrestling fan, you know, growing up, you know, I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas. I Uh-oh. graduated high school there, and I uh, was raised here and in Maypearl, Texas, a little farm town just south of Fort Worth. Yep. Yeah,
1: yep. I know Maypearl.
2: So I, I, I grew up there, I, and my kids, were just, my kids were born there. You know, obviously, at my age, we know the era of wrestling in this North Texas market I grew what up <laughs> Which was a sportatorium, obviously. Yeah, right. But, but I really love so much of the guys like a John Tatum, Jack Victory, oh. uh, oh. you know, those guys. The bad uh, guys. obviously David Von Erick is uh the guy that I really loved as a Von Erick. and when if you see me at a show and you'll see the yellow rose, you know, as a tribute to him. Okay. So that's, a, that's a part of my whole thing. And I really pay and the crosses that I have on my boots are my uh, I tire is a prayer for the family to thank them and prayer for their passage and the sacrifice. All They're right, to the uh wrestling, so those have meaning, and you know, and I do do the <laughs> as a tribute.
0: I seen that, that was cool. You
2: grew up watching the Bon Erics, uh, we all did. If you grew up around this area of Fort Worth, and and uh, you know, that we were really blessed with a great deal of wrestling. So, what I wanted to So in 1988, Uh you know, back then to getting wrestling, it's not like it was today where you had the schools, right? I mean, you really had to know somebody to be invited to be a wrestler. Or you didn't wrestle. You wasn't a part of the deal. Nope. So in 1988, I was watching wrestling one day uh, with my newborn son, and a commercial came on. And it was the Chris Adams School of Wrestling. Uh-huh. And, do you want to be a star? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do And, man, I lit up. And I was in my 20s. I was a young man. And I said, finally, I got my shot. And then I drove down there and did the tour, got the belt. And he said, well, it's $1,500. And I said, all at once? And back then, I couldn't even make a $125 house payment. You know, I mean, it was. But just have my third kid It was very tough. and I said, "Well, I kind of thought you'd make me a start, and we'd just take it out of that <laughs> money." So I drove away that day, and I went back home to Mayboro, uh devastated. Uh, the window that opened was closed, and I really just got away from wrestling altogether. I just I didn't even watch it anymore at that point. I really focused in, uh, try to get me a career because I didn't even really had a good job then. And but I was blessed. A month later, um, I was hired into the environmental industry at Fort Worth, and I've been doing that my whole life. So, and I was able to make a good living, raise my children, and do the things necessary. So, me and my wife, uh, several years about, 2007, I moved to San Antonio in 95 for business. And so, got down here, still stayed away from the right I went to a WWE show because the kids wanted to go, and that was really my only exposure to wrestling. I didn't even know independent wrestling was out there. I mean, I completely shut off the blinders of it. And so, my son, about in 2006, he goes, hey, I've been on this internet, and I'm finding these wrestling shows. And I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, look, and there was an RCW show in San Antonio. And I said, oh. And so what was funny is my wife, she was on a cruise with her sister. And so we went and uh, to the show, and I haven't been. And there was Mike Dale, Andy Dalton, uh, Hernandez, uh, uh, McKenzie, and uh, Danny. A great card. I mean, it was, but uh, there was only like 40 people in this little church. And I'm going, Mike, you know, and the last time, really, other than a WWE. around and i didn't like the production of the way that the guys were being produced as a company back then you didn't have the social media you didn't have the stuff right so it was like it was trash bag, bad music and and no no production value so we started scw in 2007 and we ran it and we invested a lot of money into our product, or from our felt to our to our lights to our found system. And it was not a lot of people were doing it. I think probably the only guy who I look up to and respect um, respected because I really respected XCW back in and what Night was doing. And we had the same booker, which was dusty. So, you know, I didn't know a lot about, I mean, I knew what I watched on wrestling. I didn't know the business i'm a good businessman i've made you know i've had financial success in my life and i knew how to build a company and so that's what we focused on and we really i think a lot of people have told us this you know we were one of the best promotions running at the time and i don't know if y'all were around when scw is running. have you ever heard of it but yeah we yeah we i felt like we were one because of the value and the production that we put into each show and i've hopefully we started to About 2011, you started seeing like main and other companies start coming up and doing more production value. And I think it was mess. And I hope we had a a part of doing that. But my health got so bad in 2013, and my weight bloomed out, and and it was just we were in bad shape. And so I got away from it again, went fishing, uh, worked, and I turned 57. And I said, You know, am I ever going to chase this dream? You know, now's the time. went to the gym and started working out and I actually called Chris Marvel. He's a friend of mine. And I said, Hey, this is my plan. I'd like to train. So started getting in shape. And I went to hybrid for the first year, then the pandemic hit and the direction that I wanted to go and what they saw was different. And so I really wanted to be trained by Rodney and Jazz. And There was a time when they split from hybrid and started to, you know, restarted the dog pound and you know, it worked out better for me there and you know i've been training with rodney and jazz ever since
1: well you know anybody if, if anybody can train you is rodney and jazz they're good good wrestlers
2: well you know what's good for me is you know i'm not going to be the polished every day 30 25 30 year old wrestler you're going to see in the ring i'm 60 i'll be 62 in january and what they have done and what the dog pound and rodney and jazz. They developed my style, you know, like they've taken what strengths I have and created to put it to the character that I want it to be. And and that's how we evolved. So, yeah, so it's, uh, I'm really blessed. I think God has really been good to me to allow me to even live a portion of professional wrestling, you know, and I don't know when it's going to end, you know, I know. Me and my wife, we're going to sit down, you know, next couple of months and see if we want to go next year or not, you know. It's it, it's very it, it's a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be.
0: But it's working out good for you right now.
2: Well, you know, we're having a blast. And I really am, you know, I've had some great matches this year. I've worked for some great companies. Uh, I love, obviously, you know, the pound. I really love working with King of Sports and what they're doing, you know. I mean, uh Probably the biggest victory I've ever had in my life was a victory over Mike Gutter. Uh, Mike Gutter is one of the best professional wrestlers anywhere, and it's unfortunate that I don't think he's really got the love that
0: he deserves,
2: actually. But he's he's phenomenal, and uh, I know he got me on the second time around on a rematch, and that was you know, and that was really probably one of the I hated losing that night because it was really a cool deal to where I. Um, Von Vonnerick's daughter Holly uh, was there and she walked me out to the, you know, we visited for a long time, me and her husband, he, uh, her husband worked for the Dallas Fire Department and we had a lot of, um, you know, common knowledge through that area, through the hazmat stuff and things, but she walked me out to her dad, to Carrie's music, you know, and I don't know if you can get a bigger, uh, I don't know if you can get a bigger rush than that. She's such a sweetheart. And to come out to Jerry's uh, music and that, oh, wow. dad, and it was, I hated losing the title that night, but <laughs> you know, you can never take, I don't think that anybody will ever be able to take away that moment from me.
0: No, that sounds like a really so, cool moment.
2: Yeah, you know, it's really a blessing of using, you know, and some people use the iron claw and, and, and that. I. When I told her the reason i told her the story, you know, and I've got a story about David. Me and David, where I, I met him, and, you know, he bought. So David would buy some. He was in. He loved horses, and he did a lot. Of, you know, it was pretty knowledgeable. So my aunt Ruth Ann and Uncle Arthur, which uh, they lived up in Plano at the time, and they bred the horses and built and all the horse stuff that they do, and he would. Buy a few from them and he bought some of the reproductive stuff from him as well. And that's where I met him man So one night at the Sportatorium, we were there and he spotted me and he got me. He goes, Meet me at my car. He had a blue Corvette. Wow. Okay? So we got it to the car and we went to the corner. You know, there was a, if you buy the Sportatorium, there's an old gas station right around the corner from there, you know, a block away. And he, and he wanted me to get him a six pack of Budweiser. I mean, he can't walk into a store like that, and there was people all around, so, and then we sat out at the corner of the Sportatorium, and I drank a beer with him, and and talked, you know, about 15 minutes, so it was a very neat experience.
0: That's really cool.
2: Yeah, and my other client, so my son, my oldest son, he is uh, Mark Lawrence. we know he was one of the voices of the the Sportatorium Forever. Well, he was the preacher at the Methodist Church in Maple back then.
0: Yep.
2: And he and I became very close, and he baptized uh, my children. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, yeah, I know we went back
0: some, but, you know, I, I've always been close to it, but. Oh, no. I we, never done it. You were saying Mark Lawrence. I mean, I, I, I go back to that, and Bill Mercer, too. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, so. <laughs> but to say, I, I'm
2: not going to be the most athletic wrestler now at my age, you know, summit, but, you know, I, I think that I can work. I mean, I've been the former, I've been the three-time pound-for-pound champ. I'm the former, you know, king of sports heavyweight champ. I'm still the current, I know it's idle right now, you know, Dave Fuller, the HWE wrestling champ, you know, but I know he's idle right now, so, you know.
0: Well, when you think yeah. about it, Hans. Look how much crap they gave DDP when he started out because he started out at such a late age. I think he was like 35 or 40 whenever he started out.
2: Yes, he was, yeah. Now, and you know, and I get, there's people, I'm not gonna be everybody's cup of tea, you know, and I get it, you know, some people want the, more of the athletic explosive guys on there. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna be that guy, you know. I'm gonna, yes, I'm gonna involve the crowd and forever however long that we go, You know we're gonna have a good time and you know we're gonna work you know we're gonna we're gonna do what we do and and try to have success And, and as long as i can be competitive and take care of my opponent and and entertain the crowd you know i want to do it as long as i can but i also know hey all the time beats us off you know and i'm definitely battling a few injuries right now that i'm trying to heal up i'm getting ready for my 49th and 50th official pro sanction match, so, you know, it's a big few weeks coming up, so I'm looking forward to that.
1: Congratulations on that.
0: Thanks. So, uh, what do you got coming up next besides that? You got any uh, big events coming up?
2: Yeah, so, next Saturday night, we're going to be at the windmill uh, for Antonio and for downtown championship wrestling and um that's my match 49 and then the following week uh will be where it all started for me in castorville my hometown at the shot you know we've been having shows there now for well since i started and the community you know they show up three to four hundred strong every time and it's an out it's a it's a real they really embrace my career my journey and uh, so I love coming home to Casperville. Um, then on August the 12th.
0: Yeah, this is the one I like.
2: That's that probably one of the biggest shows. And I don't know if I will ever be on a bigger show yeah. than what's going on in, uh, in uh, up
0: affair. And you're I talking about Black Barts You're talking about the Black Bart show.
2: Yeah, you know, when I talked to Mike and got to be a part of this show, you know, I study a lot of the old-school guys. I mean, because that's what I try to bring to the ring. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a brawler. You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't do pretty. I'm a brawler. You know, and that's just the way that I have the best chance of having success in the ring. And one of the guys that I really studied hard, and, I, and I've said this a long time, is that he's the original bringing the ballroom to the wrestling ring, and that's black like Martin.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so... For his in his current situation that he's battling, uh, for me to be a part of this show and uh, and what we're going to get to do, is, it, it's it's uh, going to be a uh, it's an honor for me to help with this show and to do it. I know that um, I'm getting ready to cut my promos for them, and uh, this week um, we had a sponsor. Uh, Donate a big hat. So I work with, Bakari, and uh, I just got to go pick it up now, and we're going to get it signed by all the all the guys that are going to be on this card. It's going to get it signed, you know. And if you look to the poster uh, where this show is going to be, and you see the legends that are going to be there. Oh yeah, George,
0: Gary Young, Rod Price, um, Sam Houston. I think it, it, if I'm not mistaken, they didn't even say JBL was going to be there. Yes,
2: JBL's coming in. Uh, Brian Adidas.
0: Oh, okay. The
2: is, no, and this thing is really just getting crazy big, and like he does such a great job of promoting this show out there, and and, I, and everybody's really getting behind it. And uh, I know I'm having, a, I know it's I, all I know is I'm having a dance off with Mr. Wobble. <laughs> <laughs> and we all love Mr. I, so, now, I don't know if we're gonna team or fight. It's something's gonna happen. So, but no, we're really excited about it. Uh, we really want to raise a lot of money for Black Bart. Like I say, it's personal for me because I've taken so much of my study and my film work that I do is his because man, he's a badass. You know, I mean, yeah. the guy just and he's still he's tough as nails, and you know, there's a lot of prayer for him you know, and for him to kick out. And he means a lot to me. This show, I just, you know, I don't know about championships or what this show means to me and the legends that are going to be there. I just don't think we're going to have a bigger show ever that I will have than what this one's going to represent.
0: That's going to be cool. I, I want to actually come out there to that one.
2: Man, I'm glad. Yeah, I know, you know, and.
0: You're talking about uh, uh uh um damn it, you were just said Wild Bill Irwin, he was one of the super destroyers. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember who the other one was. I know it was Wild Bill Irwin, and there was another guy after they got their mask took off by Buck Rocker and off, and i King Parsons. I, I believe it I believe it was his brother. And I, I, I think a, I think it was Scott Irwin. When is Scott and Wild Bill Irwin? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's who uh, was. Yeah. 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 See, I'm old school, yeah. brother. I'm fifty-four. <laughs> I grew up watching it. Yeah, me too. And, yeah, and, and, uh, uh, I didn't get to go to sportatorium, but we went to World, World Rogers all the time. Yeah, third. Yeah, third. I did too. We always went to World Rogers. For I mean, at, TV you know? studio, man, with Mark Lawrence doing the interviews down there. You could look downstairs and see him interviewing underneath the balconies. Oh yeah, you know.
2: And I will admit, as a kid, I kids would throw up and at the bad guys. You know, it would crush those old stuff that you would get at.
0: <laughs> there. <laughs> Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy and all those
2: i guilty. I've, I've heard a few basketballs at him since I was a kid. So, yeah. We were up there. There was a
0: bunch of pallets around there and all that. It was
1: very cool. So, yeah. So. Dude, I miss those days. Yeah, but I miss, I miss like Bruiser Brody, Killer Tim Brooks, you know, all them, all them people back in the day, you know, Scandal
0: Agbar. Dude, my first match going to Roe Rogers Coliseum, the first first time I ever met, the main event was Kamala taking on, took yeah. on Bruiser Brody. Wow. That was a good show, and I was scared, and I fell in love with it ever since.
2: <laughs> it did. But yeah, so so many of those guys that I just respect, and man, I truly love it. I know Friday night, I'm coming up Friday, and we have a big dinner. Coming up. You know, we're all in the same hotel, and we've got a big dinner, and, you know, and I hope a lot of the guys do get to make it to dinner. And, and uh, really, just, I mean, to me, I know so many people like the kids today and the, you know, the younger kids that are wrestling and, you know, they're all – and that's what they should be, you know. I mean, WWE, ADW, you know, that's all the main – that's the main deal. And that's all they think about. But, man, there was just so much to me that I respect all those guys because they're so phenomenal. You know, the, they're phenomenal athletes, phenomenal wrestlers. But – Man, when you sit there and you get the guys from my era and what they did, you know, I mean, they were all wrestlers. You know, they were tremendous and really built the foundation of something beautiful. You Dude, know,
0: it was such a good era of wrestling. Back then, man, the wrestlers, Pete, the the, the, the wrestlers in, in world-class championship wrestling, they were a lot tougher. The punches were thrown a lot stiffer. There was a lot of talent that used to didn't like to come into world-class because they knew how tough it was going to be. But if you were, yeah. if you remember all the talent that we got to see come through there as kids and growing up, I mean, we got to see people like Cactus Jack when he was, uh, when he was uh, Cactus Jack Manson, because some, some girls said he looked like Charles Manson and it stuck with him for a little bit. Uh, you had <laughs> Jake the Snake Roberts come through there. You had uh from, Funk, Jerry Funk come through there. He had Coco Beware and uh Visera back then. They were the pretty young things.
1: Some junkyard Dog, and and
0: Junkyard Dog, dude. Yep. I mean, we 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 had a lot of people come through there. It was kind of cool to see even Jerry King Lawler even came through there. Jeff Jarrett, you know, they'd come through there. Well, Rick, Blair. Rick Flair, yeah, Rick Flair, Rick I remember. Yes, I got I this. Mean, huh? Sorry. Yeah. The Rick Flair. I mean. The-
2: You saw anybody that was in wrestling that are big names or legends now, we saw them when they were coming in young and hungry.
0: Yeah, I got to see Ric Flair take on Mike Von Erich one night with Kerry in his corner, and John Tatum was in the corner of Ric Flair, and Ric Flair kept pissing off Kerry, and Kerry eventually jumped in and caused Mike to lose his shot at the title and it eventually just became an all-out all like Ric Flair and John Tatum against Mike and Kerry. But Kerry was sitting there trying to get off. He came in wearing like a sports coat and a shirt, and he's sitting there trying to get it off, and they we were beating the hell out of him. I'm like, just quit trying to unbutton your shit and just start fighting. You're getting the crap beat yeah. out of you, dude.
1: You forgot yeah. one,
0: too, though. Who's that?
1: Harley Race.
0: Oh, oh, God. Oh, yeah.
1: Harley Race and Ric Flair all the time, you know. Oh, my
0: God. Harley Race was cocky back then.
1: Yes, he was. You know,
0: and that's, you know and if i'm at
2: a, when i'm at a show and i work and i'll visit with the fans afterwards given the opportunity to um so many times i guess you know man you remind me of when my grandpa took me to oh Point, yeah. Mar, you know and nobody can give me a better compliment in the world than that because That's to awesome. me it's just such a magical if i could just bring a little piece of that back you know and um to because usually it's a good childhood memory you know their grandpa took him to the matches or even when we ran scw when me and my wife ran scw mm-hmm. we would get people saying oh you know we ran it old school you know we ran it you know the way that they put back in you know and, mm-hmm. and and yeah and so many guys we brought in like comfy talk man and d Lo brown oh. and uh and, oh yeah you know, we brought in Guys, you know the bushwhackers and, and things, and we've been every week there for a year. You know, a week and you know they would say, uh, you know, oh man, you brought it. I remember my grandpa when I was kid, and they're sitting over third kid or grandkid, yeah. And when I get that confident now as a guy competing inside the ring, I just can't get a better compliment than that because that's what I try to deliver.
1: Well, you know, cool. one time when I was uh, I was going up my mom she used to work at a at a. A truck stop in weatherford it was called stand up truck stop and and she, she she had to work at the uh the late shift and and she she got to meet she she got to meet michael hayes terry gordy and uh, uh and they yeah they they actually walked in the store bought some beer and and she got a picture with all three of them, and she brought it home to me, and it was signed, and I, I was like, "Wow, you know, wow. Michael Hayes, Michael Hayes in person, you know, like the Freebirds." Well, you know, they were like, stopping people. Wow,
0: they were probably on their way to another show. And- yeah,
1: but that was that was so cool, you know that that they that they they took the time to to, to talk to my mom,
0: get a picture,
1: autograph it, and you know stuff like that.
2: They were, they were, you know, the, the free birds were very good guys. And I, you know, don't have a great, you know, meeting of them, but just the people and them, you know, the workers, they were always good and, you know, really good. You know, the best worker that I always thought, you know, looking at it now from from where I'm at now, is, you know, I see now that if you go back to those old matches, they would always, when a new kid would come in, like the, when when Mike's binary started working, if you know, they always put it with Buddy first. Yep. Because Buddy was so good at bringing up that talent and yeah. and, uh, and to, to develop the guys in the ring. And Buddy was just so good at that. And uh, when you look back at that era and really study it now, especially guys, you know, you know, you have knowledge of the business. And if you look at it and you can see why Fritz or Gary, whoever was doing the is <laughs> there, you know, was, uh, was doing that. But yeah, man, it's uh, – I'm very blessed, you know, and this opportunity that I'm working, you know, it's allowed me to work with some great charity and raise money, which, you know, we're, me and my wife, we're working with uh, Southwest Family Life Centers out of Medina County, you know, it's uh, something that it's personal to us. And we're, you know, we're raising money, at our Castorville shows that the sponsors and $3 of every ticket for the entire year is going to them. And, you know, on behalf with the Dog Pound, with Rodney and Jazz in the Dog Pound and, you know, and the sponsors that we're trying to get out there to raise money You know, this. And I know we're getting short on time here, but so, you know, the, the, a lot of the big cities, like in uh, San Antonio, Fort Worth, Houston, and they have, you know, women's shelters and children's shelters to escape family violence. And there's so much resources that are available for them. Well, a lot of these towns, you know, they're having the same issues, but they don't, they're not getting the same funding. And it's the funding that they even get, they can't even use to help anybody get back on their feet. You know, it's just pretty much a in the mill. If you don't have, you if you left a dangerous situation with two kids and they don't have no medicine, so sorry. So our fundraising and what we're trying to do is help these moms. Sometimes that's... And the children make sure that they can get back on their feet and break the, and break the uh, circle of family violence. And it's just, it's something very important to us. You're doing a lot of good know, things, man. And, yeah. we, and, and there are also Bandera boys and girls. Well, look, God gave me an opportunity to say, there's not a whole lot of guys that's going to start rising at 57 and have any success, and I'm not a great, and I'll be the person, I'm never going to be the best wrestler on the card, and that's fine. What I am, I'm an entertainer, and I know how to go in and compete with these young guys, and I will do it for as long as I can, but God's giving me that opportunity, and I've got it. we got to give back, and so this is a way that we have found different avenues that we can raise money for and make a difference, and I think that's what we're all supposed to do as humans. If God blesses you, you, you know. Try to bless somebody else. You know, try yeah, to help somebody right, else. right. And that's and that's how we see things. And that's and that's how I take it. And this whole wrestling journey that I've taken has truly strengthened my relationship with God. And that's been the most important, you know, thing that I've, I've really have. You know, we've all go through periods of our life when we question. You know, spiritually and religion and things like that. But I think that it's all circle, full circle for me. Like I say, you know, I turned sixty-two in January. Man, you know, like I say, the nagging injuries right now. You know, I know I got I got one week to get ready. You know, for so next Saturday night, and then Castleville's going to be a huge match, match number fifty. You know, and <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely a milestone. So we're ready, and then then we're rolling into. A, the Black Heart Show, and which, like I say, I think that show and just the things that's going to happen, that's probably going to be the biggest show, one of the biggest shows in Texas for the year, and I think people are starting to realize that. So, and well, I, we'll, still, I, would not be surprised if more big names are going to start popping up on this show. Well, we will be, be
0: we will be there to watch you. Awesome
2: man, we'll make it.
0: Well, I tell you what, we're we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and, and and go with you, but I'm gonna see if you can hang on for a minute after we finish doing this. I have a question to ask you, and okay. we, we finish this show, we'll, we'll, I'm gonna get back with you for a second. Let's but, do it. Let's go, Bubba. But, but all right, guys. Until next time, we'd like to thank our uh, host and our guest today, Householding, for calling in. 62 year old outlaw and still kicking ass. So that's just showing you and all the good things he's doing, and, and he's done. So until next time. I'm Knuckles.
1: I'm Mike Dub Dub.
0: I'm Poppy. And girl, you better speak up over there. I'm Southern Bell. Yeah, we had a girl with us today, and she was so silent, Hoss. She didn't really want to speak up. But you can say something now. Say hi to Hoss. Hello. Howdy, howdy. How you doing? All right. Hey, enjoy a glass of buttermilk today. Well, until next time, guys. As we always say, we'll see you at the Lentz. You've been listening to Side Hustles and Turnbuckles, a Shack Studio, Fort Worth production. Please like our Facebook page, Side Hustles and Turnbuckles. Like and subscribe to our podcast so you can be alerted each time we drop a new episode. Until next time, this is Big Skinny. We'll see ya.